Hello, this is Sarah Vines, female half-hour from Mail Plus, but I am Imogen Edwards-Jones. Very exciting. Sarah is not with us this week. She is hopefully in a chocolate coma, lying down somewhere, having a lovely time. But she'll be along later when we'll both be joined by the beauty expert, Madeleine Spencer, to talk about this season's latest beauty products and trends. But first... We've been told for years that insomnia and poor sleep is terrible for us. But new research from China says the effects of a bad night's sleep might be being overplayed and could be offset by exercise. Our next guest is an independent sleep expert and a former director of sleep research at Surrey University and the author of How to Sleep Well. Dr. Neil Stanley joins us, well, me, now. Hello. Hello. Tell us about the report that's just come out of China. Yeah, this is a report that says that some of the damage that we perceive that is done by getting a bad night's sleep and and just one night's sleep is actually enough to cause problems with our bodies and our health can be offset by some moderate exercise. How much exercise? (laughs) Well, it's like uh, how long is a piece Mm. of string? I mean, we live our lives by numbers. You know, we all believe we need eight hours sleep and we don't necessarily. We all think about 10,000 steps. And again, that's not true. And I think we make a mistake when we say it has to be this amount or that amount, because essentially all this report from China is saying is that deal with yourself holistically. Mm. We can't just say sleep is bad for you. Yes, getting a poor night's sleep is bad Mm. for you. But what is a poor night's sleep? How many poor night's sleep do you need to get? How much exercise is Mm. good for you? I mean, any exercise is better than no exercise. And to set a target just means that people feel they're a failure if they don't meet that target. So I think we need to be much more relaxed. And so we take from the report from China that we can make up some of the damage that is done by poor sleep. But as I say, setting, if you've only had four hours sleep last night, you have to do this number of you know, push-ups or whatever, as I say, just makes life seem very, very boring and dull. We are obsessed with it. I mean, it's like it's been fetishised. I mean, I just spent the weekend with a whole load of people who've got those little rings on their fingers, aura rings. They're all sort of tapped up into some app and then they look at themselves on their telephone and someone's not ready for the day or someone's not quite ready enough or they're 100% ready. They've had four hours sleep, but it was REM sleep, deep sleep. I mean, surely sleep is just sleep. Does it really make a difference? Or am I I being really a Luddite at this point? (laughs) (laughs) You're not being a Luddite in one regard. Sleep is not just sleep. It's both quantity and Mm. quality. So we have four stages of sleep, and two of which are really important. One is our dreaming sleep, and the other is our deep sleep, or slow-wave sleep, as it's often known as. These are involved in memory, growth, and they're the time the body heals and repairs itself. The problem with these wearables, whether it be on your finger Mm. or on your wrist, is that they're completely inactive. Oh, are they? And okay. well, sleep is a phenomenon of yeah. the brain. And unless you measure the brain, you're measuring a surrogate. So all these th- things are doing is measuring. Oh, movement. I see. Right. Yeah. So if you're not yeah. moving, it says you're right. asleep. And if you are moving, if you're, you're passed awake. out drunk, well, what does it do then? <laughs> exactly. It'll tell you you're sleeping. Oh, I see. So these things cannot measure light, deep, and REM sleep. Mm. That's impossible. It's not possible to do that from anything you wear on your body unless you're measuring the brain. But you're right in that it has been fetishized. And this is because it's an mm. industry. When I was growing up, I'm 57 now, but when I was growing up, there was no product to help you sleep other than Horlicks. <laughs> oh, 
Ovaltine. Literally. That (laughs) was it. And these have been around forever. And now there's a huge multi-billion pound industry. So people want you to be obsessed Mm. about your sleep because that means you buy their app and their mm. ring. But also people who didn't sleep, say, for example, Margaret Thatcher, was admired for her three hours sleep. And people who did need lots of sleep were sort of kind of pitied in, in that they were sort of slow and sluggish. And people who were got up at five o'clock in the morning to go to the gym were hip and cool and alive. Yeah, I mean, this has now come back. There's all these 5am club. Mm. 5am is a stupid time to be doing anything, <laughs> let alone thinking of going to and the that's gym a or doctor, anything like that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting is that when Charles Moore wrote the uh, biography mm. of Thatcher, he, he dealt with this idea that she didn't need much sleep and said it was absolute nonsense. It was a rumour put around because she was a head of an all-male cabinet and she wanted to appear to be better, stronger. And this is interesting because it relates to something said about Napoleon. Mm. Napoleon was always said to be a short sleeper, but his secretary wrote a book saying that he actually liked sleeping a lot and he never woke up Napoleon if he was sleeping. And they said there were two things said about Napoleon. One, by his detractors, that he had an illness, maybe epilepsy, Mm. to make him look weak. But by his supporters, they put it around that he didn't get much sleep because sleep was incompatible with great Sleep is for the weak. Uh, I mean, that was the... uh, Sleep sleep is is for the the weak, weak, yeah. Yeah, and that... But we didn't have this problem... A hundred. We just went mm. to bed because there's nothing to get in the way of going to sleep. But we keep being told that if we don't sleep, we're going to get sort of diseases like Alzheimer's or dementia. Or I mean, the thing that everyone says is because Margaret Thatcher didn't sleep. This is the reason why she became so ill towards the end of her life. Is there a direct correlation between lack of sleep and ill health? No, there's an association, but there's an association between bad living and mm. ill health. So it's not just poor sleep, it's poor, you know, lack of exercise, poor diet. So if you look at the data that is quoted and you drill down into it, it is actually poor people, and I mean really dirt poor people, who have an association between poor sleep and increased illness. But this goes back over a hundred mm. years ago, there was an American doctor called James Walsh who wrote two papers, one of which was called Insomnia is Dread. And he said the biggest cause of insomnia is being told that you'll die or go mad if you get a poor night's <laughs> sleep. And all that most sleep researchers do is catastrophize it. If you don't get a good night's sleep, you'll die or go mm. mad. It's mm. nonsense. It's absolutely nonsense. There's no nonsense. difference to somebody who's a very light sleeper. I always think I'm a very light sleeper. I think because I've got children, so therefore I'm, I'm like sort of chief meerkat on duty. So I'm the one who's listening <laughs> out for the robbers in the night or whatever. Because some people do seem to just go straight out cold, whereas others are, are much more fitful. Yeah, it's about disengaging from your environment. If you can disengage from your environment and you don't have any responsibilities to look out for, as you say about children, then you will be able to sleep. What is interesting is that there is a theory that light sleepers have survived evolutionary because they're useful. Ah, finally. Because (laughs) the deep sleeper can sleep in the middle of the Mm. village and you're the watchman. You're going to be woken up. So you actually, as a, as a person who 
is disturbed by noise or something happened, you'd be put on the outside of the circle. If something bad happened, you could wake us. How incredibly fascinating. When did we start sleeping through the night? Do you remember those in the olden the olden the days? Theory, we did four hours, yeah. wake up, had lunch, read a book. If you were Shakespeare, wrote a play, and then you'd go back to sleep. So we'd sleep in sort of four-hour stints. That's nonsense. No. That's absolute, complete Oh, I nonsense. thought electricity changed everything. And No, no, electricity. No, because light. We've always used light. We've had hmm. fire. We've had candles, and we know the monks of Lindisfarne wrote the books by candlelight. So we've always had light. We've always been able to work at night if we so wish. We couldn't do big things, but we could certainly do close-up things. This idea of segmented sleep is a misinterpretation of the literature. We slept through the night. I've got over 300 references from before 1800 of people saying we slept through the night in one sleep and it was actually recommended by people like Florence Nightingale etc etc. Where's this myth come from then? It came from an American historian called Roger Eckish who published a book and it's just been accepted without any critical analysis of it. He discovered something, he says he discovered, it's it's been around for thousands of years, this idea of first and second Mm. sleep and he said that we now had two sleeps and an intervening gap of wakefulness. Uh, but he's, he doesn't actually present a single example of a description of first and second sleep with an interval of wakefulness in his writings. I only know this because I'm currently 600 pages into a book that is actually totally demolishing that oh, theory exciting. with <laughs> evidence from science. But So it wasn't light. The thing that has changed mm. is much more recent than light. Central heating, because in the past you had to put coal on the Mm. fire or the last log on the fire, so you went to bed when it was cold. Now we have central heating. That allowed us to colonise the night, and that means we can stay up binge-watching any streaming service Mm. you wish or whatever because it doesn't get cold. That's what has been the biggest change in our sleep, central heating. People might say, well, it's the internet. Well, because we have central heating, we can sit up all night playing on the internet right. or watching the TV because we're not going to get cold and we're not going to have to... I mean, who can afford to heat their house 24 hours a day? So all this thing about that sort of cleanliness, that sort of tech cleaning that you're supposed to do of your bedroom in order to go to sleep, what you should do is just turn your heating off. Turn your heating off. You need to lose one degree of body temperature in order to get a good night's sleep. You lo- usually lose that out of your head and face because that's the big fleshy thing that sticks out from under your mm. duvet. And so you need a cool bedroom, you need a dark bedroom, and you don't need to be stimulated before bed. So if you're just watching something innocuous before bed, probably isn't going to be a problem. If you've just watched The mm. Exorcist, then perhaps don't expect to fall asleep <laughs> immediately. But that's, you know, it, it, it's, that, it's the context. So I'm a sleep expert. I've been involved in sleep research for 41 years. I look at my phone before I go to sleep. I look at Twitter Neil, and Facebook that's, that's before I go to bed. That's supposed to be like the devil's work. You're not supposed to do that. Absolutely. The blue light is going to infect you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not going to mm. sleep except for I sleep nine and a half hours a night every So the one night. thing that really does stop me from going to sleep, apart from drinking too much, is tell me that I've got to catch a train at six o'clock in the morning. Then I am obsessed with, I've got to wake up, I've got to wake up, I've got to wake up. That's anxiety. Oh, you have that mm. anxiety. And what you're actually doing there is thinking, I wonder what will happen if the alarm mm. doesn't go off. 
and I'll miss the train. So set two alarms. Oh, I see. Set one on your mobile phone, set your, uh, your digital clock, and then you can relax going, well, one or other of these is going to wake me up. Therefore, I don't have to worry. Worry is the biggest cause. Now, usually, if you say to your brain, you know, I've set the alarm mm. for seven, usually you can wake up just before the alarm because your body hates being scared yeah, by the alarm. Mostly because I have to be to sleep, the name, That's the reason why yeah. I'm still awake. You know, but if you set two alarms, then you can think, well, I will definitely make the train. And what's the difference between actually being asleep? And I always think, because I've got children who don't sleep very well either. I think they were clearly at the edge of the village people as well. I always say to them, just lying there is good enough. Is it good enough or not? Not really. Sleep is a different state of being. And you only get the benefits of sleep by being asleep. You can't sort of fake sleep just by resting. Resting is good, but it's not the same as sleep. Uh, There is an argument that Buddhists can get the benefit of sleep through very, very deep Mm. meditation. Indeed, the Lord Buddha is claimed only to have slept two hours a night because he was, of course, so perfect and so adept at meditation. As I say, meditation or very deep meditative state is beneficial, but as I say, however much you do it, it is not the same as sleep. Sleep can only exist. Now, it may mean you need less sleep if you truly rest, but you can't get away from needing sleep every 24 hours. And, how, and what do you think about napping? Are you a pro in nap? I mean, can the <laughs> afternoon nap destroy the later sleep? I see. I Often when I'm writing a book, there's a moment where I'm trying to work out a plot line or something, and I will go to bed. Don't tell my husband. Go to bed in the afternoon about two o'clock and have a 20-minute nap. That's it. And often I feel much better and I've worked out something. A 20-minute power nap is highly beneficial. If you are sleepy, your brain wants sleep. It doesn't want to be dosed up with caffeine or go out and have a walk. It wants sleep. So a 20-minute nap has been shown to be beneficial for things like memory and learning. Sleep is also beneficial for sorting out problems and decision-making. So yes, finding that way to phrase a paragraph Mm. or a sentence or how a character might interact with somebody, yeah, will be highly benefited from sleep. The problem with a nap in the afternoon is that you don't want it to go along Mm. too long. If you sleep too long, one, you may wake up in your deepest sleep. And this is when you've had a nap and you wake up and you feel like you've been run yes, over. Yes, really a bus, angry. And you think, why, why have I done this? It yeah. doesn't help. And if you go too long also, then you will start affecting your night's sleep. So if you have a two-hour mm. nap like the siesta in Spain, then you're probably not going to get to sleep until quite a bit later. And you know when you go to Spain, you can't get a decent meal until <laughs> 9 o'clock at night because they're all you know, out till yes. midnight, whereas in Britain we've all left the restaurant by 9 o'clock sort of thing. So, yeah, having too much sleep will affect you. But a 20-minute power nap is absolutely fine and, as I say, is definitely what the body wants and actually boosts your alertness in your performance for about three to four hours, whereas caffeine would do that for about 30 minutes. One of the greatest competitors for Netflix is supposed to be sleep. Yeah, the CEO of Netflix said this a few years ago. He said his biggest competitor was sleep, not any of the other streaming services. And of course, this is a very simple business 
thing. They want you to watch their programs because that's the way they sell advertising. And so Netflix have reduced the time between episodes in order to sucker you into the next episode before you sort of cognitively engage and go, well, it's you know half past midnight. I really should go to bed. The next one's started. And you think, oh, sod it, I'll watch another one. And so this is the whole thing that, uh, you know, in the past we could never binge watch TV. We had to wait for the cliffhanger on EastEnders or whatever. And TV went off at half ten, at 11 o'clock. Pubs closed at 10 o'clock, uh, half ten. Late night shopping was 6 o'clock on a Thursday <laughs> night. How did we cope? Um, and yet somehow we did. It's that 24-7 society. Computers, the internet can be 24-7. Human can't. We are the weak link. And the problem is, as I say, in the past, we didn't have anything to entertain us. So the best thing to do was go to bed. Now we have, you know, the whole gamut of opportunities to amuse ourselves, whether it's watching funny cat videos on TikTok or binge watching something on Netflix. And frankly, we're like a kiddie with a new toy. We haven't realized that this isn't actually good for us. And we'll keep doing it, even though we know that it's actually doing us harm. Things like hormones and alcohol, are those the two other things that compete with Netflix? Alcohol, again, there's this puritanical streak in some sleep experts. You know, any alcohol will mm. destroy sleep. Or wake you up at four in the morning, nonsense. it's your liver's calling at yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. If you've drunk three or four mm. pints, yes. If you've had a small sweet sherry or a tot of whiskey before bed, absolutely no. As I say, three or four pints of beer, you're going to get some effect. But it's until you move up to six, seven pints of beer or half a bottle of wine, that's when you're going to have problems with your sleep. So don't, you know, same with caffeine and chocolate. Do what you like. It doesn't matter. In terms of hormones, menopausal women do have a great problem with their sleep. But actually, it's the temperatures, the fluctuations in temperature. I mentioned earlier, you need to lose one degree of body temperature. If you're having the hot flushes, then your temperature is going to be the thing that disturbs your sleep. So cooling yourself Stick your leg out of the duvet. Is the advice. Or throw the duvet off, have the window (laughs) open, wear cotton pyjamas, kick the husband out of bed because he's no use. Um, I'm loving this advice. Dr. Neil Stanley, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure, Emerson. Thank you. That was Dr. Neil Stanley, independent sleep expert and author of How to Sleep Well. We'll put a link to his website and book in the show notes. As winter appears to be almost over. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I don't your know. Half moon glasses like that. <laughs> Intellectual. Um, <laughs> is it time to bring in a new selection of colours and products for beauty? Yes, it is, obviously. Yes, obviously, yes, yes. Anyway, so we're joined now by beauty expert and host of the Beautiful Lives podcast, Madeline Spencer, who is here to take us through some fabulous spring product. She's bought a bag of Now, tricks. I'm feeling quite smug because I recognise a couple of these, which means that I'm not quite as decrepit as I thought no, I was. No, I've never seen anything like it before <laughs> in my life, obviously. <laughs> yes. But I do Madeline, like a boiled egg. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I've brought rather a lot. Oh, I you have. No, that's good. Sarah's probably got half of them already. I've got two at least. Right. Do I, okay. get, do I get points? Do I get special brownie points for having them? <laughs> Let's see how many you know how to. Uh, okay. They're a bit niche. Some of them are a little bit niche. Some of them look a bit scary. I mm. think they're all important. Okay, good. I actually was quite strict about what I brought. So okay. I'm going to start with hair. Okay. I find it gets to this time of year and you, everything looks a little bit more ragged than you thought it did mm. during the winter. Mm. Yeah. And one of those things is 
frizzy hair makes you just look a bit tired and yes. exhausted. So yes, you get that when you're our age all the time, just so you know. Yeah. That's something to look forward to. Increasingly, my grey hairs have, there are more of them and they have a different texture. Yes, they do. Yes. Other hair. Yes. So, they're frizzly, yes. frizzly. They're yes. like yes. sort of, well, so your hair falls out yeah. over the age of 50 anyway and then yes. gets replaced by lots of baby hairs. Lovely. Which then stick up in the air. Exactly. Yes. Everything's going everywhere. Yes, and then look- the sun shines and you see it mm. all and I it's know. hideous. And you're like Orville. Awful. Do you remember Orville? <laughs> Who's Orville? Ah! <laughs> you see, you see. <laughs> okay, so frizz. There yes. are loads of frizz things. Mm. There are loads of ways you can mm. tackle this. Mm. However, Living Proof have recently released this three products for different thicknesses of hair. So I've bought the thinnest one because my hair's fine, even though there's quite a lot of it. Then there's a cream for medium hair, and I think there's a balm if you've got more unruly hair. Yeah. Works really well. Spray it in damp hair. And I have noticed that this has brought down that frizzy. No, you don't look at all frizzy. Bit. No. Well, I've used this. Mm. Oh, there we go. Uh, no, I really like it. I use it every day and yeah. it has made a difference. Every day? Can I have a look at it? Mm. Every I, time I wash I my hair I had rub. a big frizz yesterday or the day before when it was pouring with rain all day long. Mm. And I, my hair just got frizzier and frizzier. Until the end, I just look like crystal tips. Out of crystal tips and Alistair. <laughs> I don't know who that no, is. But I usually know really old You should know who crystal okay, tips yeah, and Alistair are. Very good mm. 1970s children's yeah. programme. This looks like I It looks very smart, though. Yes, you do. Yes. yes. And then if Thanks. your hair's frizzy once it's already dry, this by Sam McKnight is called Dress to Kill. Oh. It's oh. a defrizz cream. Okay. And you'll see that. that it's very well loved. But it doesn't weigh hair down. Does it smell nice? All of his stuff smells really nice. I think the scents were done by Miller Harris. Um, oh. Lynn, Lynn Harris, rather. Yes, no, because it smells quite nice. Oh, no, so what, not, so you put, put that on yeah. your hair when it's wet? When it's dry. When it's dry, don't, oh, don't So that's the solution when it's dry and frizzy. And it's really good and doesn't give you that do you thing do that of looking. It? I don't do anything proper with it. I'm very bad with hair. Oh, okay. I just leave everything to sort of be large. But this, I just, I get it in. Yeah, that's okay. the main thing. I don't have okay. no right. skill whatsoever. Right, I want to move to body skin just briefly mm. because... I have found increasingly when I start to reveal parts of myself that they just look, again, a little bit tired. It's that time of year where you notice. Actually grey. Grey. I I discovered the other day. Grey legs. Who knew? Mm. And that kind of texture of like, Oh, that's scaly grey legs. Yes, like a lizard. Chicken. Exactly. Very unpleasant. So I've only bought. Baggy as well, right? (laughs) It's like old trousers. Oh God, this is sounding really grim. <laughs> Increasingly, <laughs> okay, so you're going to love this Uber Youth, which oh, is a spray. Youth in it, which is Uber, obviously why we Uber love Uber Youth, and it's a neck and chest spray serum. Oh, okay. So if you're someone who is not inclined to really look after your body skin, so old, this I takes can't a second. See my specs. <laughs> oh, it had a lid on it. That's fine. But you'd spray that directly on when you get out of the shower. So you just oh, do yeah, it. I like okay. that idea. Spritz it across. Don't need oh. to do anything. Don't need to be. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. really nice. Don't need to have any oh, special that's skills. Nice. Yeah. It's really it's good. It's good for the decolletage. Yes. Quite. Yes. Which is that awful thing where you think, I'm looking okay today. And then you bend over to pick up your pants and realize you've got a terrible, crepey neck. Yes. Or when you're in a swimming yes. costume awful. for the first time. And it's oh, got yeah. it's got niacinamide, whatever the hell that is. So that helps to get rid of pigmentation. Oh, well, we like oh, that, obviously. Yeah. Okay, I need so that. very good for sunspots. If you haven't done your due diligence, on SPF. It's by Beauty Pie. Oh, I love Beauty Pie. Yeah. Beauty Pie is by the lady who did yeah. yes, uh, Margot. Margot Fit Flops. Fit Flops. And, and all also Bliss. You used to live in those And also Bliss. Yeah, yeah, I used yes. to live in those things. Yeah. But before my feet became too old and ugly for anyone to look at. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know. I see you've got a natural deodorant. I do. So next is a deodorant that looks like a toothpaste. I know it's not a toothpaste. It's a deodorant by the brand ACT. So that's A-K-T. And they make really fancy, beautiful deodorants. I have tried this one. 
lovely scents, almost like perfume it's scents. It's really nice. It really is really so what nice. do you do? You put it on your fingers and you rub it in your armpits and that's the problem I have. Ugh. Okay. I don't like rubbing my own armpits. That's the bit I enjoy because I feel like I'm treating them like skin rather, oh, okay. rather than like some oh, yeah. okay. disgusting yeah. part needing okay. to be sprayed yeah. from a distance. Yeah. Oh, Although okay. I did go, and this is gross, I'm going to say something gross now. Yeah. I did recently go to see Vicky Dondos yes. and have all my skin tags removed from my right. armpits, yeah. which I found had grown like a sort of forest of oh, skin tags. Disgusting, absolutely revolting. And so maybe now I will feel a bit less bad about my armpits. Right. Funnily enough, the quality of skin of armpit is becoming a conversation now. Is it? Is it? Yeah, because it really it's a thing. Because you get the skin it, tags. It really is. rubbing it, Exactly. And all sorts of different things. So this is almost like the top end beautification of your mm. armpits and like a ritual. So rather than thinking, I must deodorize, this is, I must treat the skin. It's a nice I way to I must caress my armpit. I must caress and enjoy I my armpit. I must armpits. embrace my armpit. Yeah, see, I love a natural deodorant and I use the Valida mm. Sage, yeah. which is brilliant, yeah. by the way, if mm-hmm. anyone wants a But I sweat like a truck driver, no, so no, no, I can't do that. No, they're really well. good, honestly. honestly they really, really work. Yeah, yeah, they really yeah. work. And I just, I find this, this just very lush. This was made by some actors nice. or something, wasn't Quite. it? Quite. They were West End actors. That's right. And they tested it and they wanted something that was as fabulous as they were, so they came up with it. That is pretty fabulous, yeah. It is very fabulous. Okay, and you let to get the little golden key, like something. Yeah, so that you can through the keyhole. Yeah. Should we yeah. just keep going with the really old references? <laughs> from through the keyhole, it's what a little golden key like that. It also comes with an optional. Madeline has no tool. idea what you're talking no, about. No, no, she just I brushed do, over I that. Do. Well, no, I tell you what, seventies references I'm not great at, but send me back to like the twenties to fifties, and I'm fine. Oh, so okay. you were on through the keyhole, weren't you? I was. <laughs> I beat the audience. Imogen was so famous. Mm. She was on through, through the, the keyhole. keyhole. I was. Yes, yes, I was. Except. I obviously beat the audience because they went, it was Edwards Jones from Hotel Babylon. And then literally n- nobody clapped. And then mm. I corpsed as I came through the keyhole because I thought this was the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. And so I was laughing so much as I came through that they had to break recording for a minute <laughs> in order for me to gather. <laughs> and for the audience to also gather. <laughs> yes, gather. Let's do that again. Yes, that shock. <laughs> Hooray, somebody we don't know. Anyway. Sorry. So that was a minor diversion. <laughs> anyway. I feel like a school teacher with two very naughty legs. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, yeah, yes, yeah, that's the vibe. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sitting here with my things most. in front of me. Right. Face skin. I have a serum, which I love. Ooh. This is by one of my very good friends, Pam Marshall. And she is a skin expert who is unafraid to speak the truth, let's say, about what Water works and what and doesn't milk. work. I like that. So what she always tells me, and this was a revelation to me, is anything that you can buy... Yeah in a shop that you can just walk into, like Space and Kate Boots, yeah. will oh. never, ever penetrate because if it no. did, you'd have to prescribe it. Yes. So she's sort of quite unglossed about what's, what works in skincare. And this is a serum that is just designed to strengthen your barrier and to treat the barrier. So treat your skin as if you're just trying to keep it strong and healthy and resilient. There's Watertight. A li- yes, Watering, exactly. Yeah. Bit of exfoliation. Yeah. Very gentle. Sensitivity tests were astonishing the results on them. And mm. I use it twice a day. And since I have been, my skin is healthier more resilient yeah, I, I should tell so listeners that Madeline's skin is beautiful it right? is beautiful but I think we might actually kill her and take it what do you think we wear what, it? What it's, yes. I am yeah. wearing makeup so you'd have to put it you'd have to spray it like in Death Becomes Her every few days yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea <laughs> yeah exactly uh, no, this is nice this Ooh, is lovely. lovely I really even like my that my jaded old crow hand that's worked <laughs> it's very very nice I want her to make a body version it's um, yeah. she's lovely yet and to... also you need about 
half a drop. It's very yeah. economical. And the Gosh. bottle's enormous because of the, yeah. you know, she didn't want people shipping it. So it's just a very, well, very good product. Where can we get product. that? Because that, that's sold. It's online on her website. Okay. Mm. Sold. That's mortar and milk. Mortar no, we, and milk. We like that. A lot. Sold. Pamela Marshall. Is Ooh. she actually a facialist? Could you put that yes, on your legs? She's an, yes, I to think she's clinical esthetician and she's brilliant. Could that get rid of chicken leg? Could you put that on your leg? I reckon oh. it would get rid of anything oh. bad. Okay. It sorts out down. all skin. And when I forgot it, because I went away recently, yeah. my skin got much worse over the course of a week really? and I came back and I was oh. delighted to be reunited. Right. I so, might yeah. actually nick that now. That was very good. And while we are on skin, SPF is a must. I've bought one that's very good. It's illuminating. It's SPF 50. Mm-hmm. It's not greasy, though. It just has a little bit of pearl running through it. Very subtle. Sort of skincare plus is the effect. Mm-hmm. And it looks just like healthy, juicy skin. Mm. So huge, hugely nice. into that yeah, one. That is nice. Yeah. But in general, SPF all the time, mm. every day, and especially yeah. as we move into spring. Right. I got very, very excited about makeup. I also get very excited about okay, makeup. Okay. Ludicrously excited. Yeah. Now, when we were saying you come out and you look a little bit grey at this time of year, mm. one of the things people tend to do is reach for a lot of bronzer, which no. is no, which is not the way. No. No. So blush. Just no. Just blush. Yeah, I use blush as contour as well. Just do you really? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Okay, interesting. Because I think that it's it works. I better. hate blush. No, really? She, she, you uh, know, I, we need to get her. What about blush. if it was a terracotta blush, no, though, like something like this? Like no, but that pixie, that okay, pixie fine. stuff is absolutely lovely. So I have three. The first one is, yes, Pixie on the Glow blush. It's well worn. This is my favorite one. I love it. And this gives you a sheen. So if you've got very dry skin or very sad looking skin, you just wipe oh, it sad. over. Sad, okay. Sad skin. <laughs> and you can just swipe that over and I it's love kind the way of like that a bomb. you kept the little plastic lid. I didn't want it to get. I, I thought it might dry away. out. Oh, 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 I thought it might dry out without the no, plastic well, lid. No, I, I do, it doesn't. It doesn't. I okay, great. I'll get rid of that. It's a bit of a bother. So if I have to stop myself from looking sad, where do I put it? De sad me. Up so there, yeah, okay. Up there on the apples of a don't put it too far down. Okay. Almost underneath your eye, I'd say. Almost under the That's eye in the centre. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do I look less sad now? Yeah. You don't look sad at all. Kevin Aquan pioneered this technique of what he called draping, where you use blush to effectively shape your face. Yeah. So instead of putting it deep where you naturally flush, which is a nice way to do it if you want to look natural, but you can also choose to lift your face. A little bit also, a little bit of excess on the eyelids. I do that too. By the way, dear listener, I'm being made over by Sarah. I'm loving this. That looks great on you. Do you do Rich, it what do you think? Doesn't it look it's good? Well, our producer, oh, yeah. he's actually said yes. It's really lifted your face. Has it? Yes. Do I look less sad? Uh, you didn't, well. No, well. Yeah. No, you still look angry. It looks glossy. Obviously. Oh, ghost for you. Um, but also, I think putting a little bit on your eyelids is quite nice. 100%. Like it. Okay. it lifts the eyes. 100%. Okay. Yeah, and it gives you that sort of flush all the way through, yeah. which looks very natural. So I've also brought Westman Atelier, which if I could have one makeup brand, it, it might well be Westman Atelier. I think the products are so beautifully made. And this one is doo-doo, and it looks terrifying. Doo-doo as in? The colour is called doo-doo. Oh, but it looks incredible on everyone. <laughs> You're like going that? to be so flushed by the <laughs> end of this image. It's like that. I know, like I've been working a pizza oven <laughs> yes. for the last 20 hours. Is it like that? Do you remember Nars did that wonderful orgasm Mul- oh, brush? Yes, but the multiples. This, no, the funny thing about this no, is this it's is got beautiful. this deep pinkiness to yeah, it but it just looks really good on but everyone it's very sheer that's the thing about very it. sheer it's beautiful yeah actually that is really stunning is that better than the, the, the other one the anti oh, side one I think one? it might be actually yeah. yeah I put them both on because I think they're both slightly different oh, okay. so yeah. I'd wear them both together okay. one gives you sheen one gives you colour 
And then I just wanted to mention also the Body Shop have done this lip and cheek tint. It's called Sheer Touch. This is much more sheer, but if you want to put something in your handbag or just Mm. top up, Mm. it's really beautifully done. And they are overhauling all of their makeup this year. And it looks good. It's all recyclable. Some of it is refillable. I'm not sure about this Can one, I just tell good. you that my first job when I was at university mm. was working, Sarah's actually photographing that was one working, Was working <laughs> at the body shop. I was a sales assistant at the body shop and my job was to make the baskets and in those days we used to put cling film over and then dry them with a hairdryer to make mm-hmm. the cling film shrink. But then I got promoted because I was so good at doing that onto makeup and I used to do all the body shop makeovers. Did you really? On counter, yeah. And I was quite good at it. My abiding body shop memory is at Christmas getting those soaps that were shaped mm. like a tortoise yeah. or like an elephant I'd and they were a big deal. Ra- no, no, probably not. <laughs> no, I never, I, I never got one of the ones with cellophane. I wanted one desperately. I used to just get yeah. the smaller ones that were wrapped in cling the, film. I used to sit in the gallery in the mm. flagship shop in Oxford Street and do that day in, day out. Mm. That was my job. Right, so let's move on to eyeshadows. Now, I am of the belief that the very warm-toned eye is definitely on its way out. It looks quite dated now. And we're seeing this wave of icy, frosted, almost like that 90s Andrea Core kind of look. And Sarah is trying on the Vive palette that has... Really nice. It's very nice. And when you picked it up, you said this is going to look awful. I said, oh, that's awful. And actually, it's really nice. I'm really loving it. It's lovely. It's beautiful. A bit of shimmer. It looks more crisp. I need a and lesson a bit fresh makeup. I think I just do. I think maybe I should just go to a shop and be made over. Then can I just show you how to do it? <laughs> do you know what my daughter said to me the other day? She said, Your makeup is. I went out the other day and I put on some. I put on two red stripes above my mm-hmm. eyes because I thought that might look cool. Yeah. And she just went, "Are you going out like that?" And I said, "Yes." And she went. You look ridiculous. <laughs> also, Imogen, can I just say, you you just used to put makeup on in the back of a taxi. That's always you. You always. and Claudia Winkleman were basically just armed with two giant-sized crayon black eyeliners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know. Ah, uh, yes. I want really to look like on. Steve from, what's his name, from Aerosmith. Yeah. That's basically my look. But these are very cool tones. It's a white and a silver. Very cool. And a very kind of what's that brown unpromising looking brown. Well, that's the bit that I put here. Oh, mm. I see. Okay. There, which is quite okay. nice there, I thought. And then a, a rather fabulous black. And actually, I have to say, it does look quite nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Excellent. It's fresher. If that however, look very spring, summer, though. No, it depends how you wear it, though. I think you can just, you could smudge the black for a little bit of like a smudgy, you know. I did bring one other palette for people who just cannot bring themselves to accept that a cool tone shadow Mm. is going to look good on them. There's this Lancome palette. It's called Nude Sculptural, and it is slightly warmer, but it's not orangey warm, which I feel like is is really in the way out. It's very warm. And again, suits everyone, looks good on all people. It would be very hard to mess this up. Yeah. Mm. Very, very hard to mess this up. Note to self. Yeah. Note to (laughs) self. Now, another thing that people often balk at is shimmery eyelids. I love a shimmery eyelid. Oh, good. Okay. I love a shimmery eyelid. People are afraid of shimmery eyelids generally, right? So I have this one. It never falls down because it's in a suspended in a liquid. And it's by the Scandi makeup artist, and she's terribly cool, mm. Linda Halberg. And she makes these products that are designed to be used absolutely anywhere, but obviously most people would use this on their eyelids. And it is a very sophisticated gold shimmer, and it looks good on everyone. And you just pop it in the center of your eyes, and it gives you that slightly wet yeah. look. No big particles, nothing scary, mm. and just dab it on with yeah. your fingers. Linda who? Halberg. Okay. I've got a, an Ilamasca one. That oh, yes. This. 
which is very nice. Yes, well. Illamask is a great brand. Yeah. As well. And it doesn't yeah. drop because quite often you'd be careful with glitters because they if they drop and then you find you look yourself in the mirror at about four o'clock in the afternoon and you look like you've been I know. At children's and party. it's very yes. hard, yeah. very hard to get glitter particles off your cheek. The trick is to have a spoolie and also scrape sometimes them off. if they're a bit creamy, they can actually really stick on your eyes. Your eyes suddenly feel a bit sort of okay. yeah. Like glitter nail yeah. varnish and so, yeah. This is this is not any of those bad things. This is all good and it's very easy to use. Okay. And um she's brilliant. Okay. Eyeliner. Just wanted to mention Jones Road brown eyeliner pencil. It's very hard to find a good brown eyeliner pencil and that looks fresher than black at this time of year. Again, yeah. sun comes out and suddenly everything oh, nice. that looked okay in the winter looks terrifying. Mm-hmm. So definitely make the Jones switch. Jones Road, yes. Yeah. Jones Road, I'm very good. A picture of that. Yeah, it's great. Now <laughs> a lot <laughs> Right. Stop laughing at me. If you have short so eyelashes. Mean. I don't. It's the only thing I don't have. Oh, you've got I'm, long eyelashes. Yes. Sparse or are they are they thick? What do you mean sparse? What are you saying? Are they, they are they very good? Long I'm, I'm, trying, I'm craning across to <laughs> yeah. get a look at them. No, okay. Sparse. No. This mascara very nice is a very strange wand. It's called Big Beauty Lash Brown. Energy. Yes. Deck of Scarlet, right? And it will pick up everything yeah. and it really coats lashes. So if you want a mascara that's really My going to give you like good lashes, it's very good. I like the Maybelline, the new Maybelline one is brilliant. Which one is it? I haven't I tried remember. it. My daughter made me buy it. Oh, okay. Very good. Ooh, okay. It's really, really good. It's the best I've had, actually. Oh, is it I really? I actually reckon okay. it's better than all right, the Right, well, I'll go and check that one out yeah. then. And it's also three for two at Superdrug. Oh, well, there we go. Okay. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise get big lash energy. But a good mascara, a good yeah. new mascara that really oh, yeah. bulks your I lashes up agree. is quite important. Yeah. And the final thing, Monica Blunder lipstick. Now, the reason I've bought this is because... If you are someone who doesn't like the look of having a lot of product on your lips, but you want to add color, mm-hmm. this is very good. And again, it doesn't look scary or shocking when it's on. And well, it I have bought my product. I bought one product, which is mm. my one product that I recommend is this tiny Burt's Bees. I love that. This yeah. is absolutely genius because it's the Burt's Bees lip shimmer. And I think mm. I've got it in plum, but it comes in lots of other colors. And it's incredibly, it's actually a very similar one. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's incredibly sheer, but it does last. And you can use it on your cheeks. You can use it on your lips. And it's really moisturizing. And it's gorgeous. Also, my view, yes, it's sheeny, but they should maybe take the word shimmer out. Because shimmer, shimmery, shimmery implies that it's going to look really good yeah. on a 13-year-old. Whereas actually, that's quite sophisticated. Honestly, it looks nice. it's just lovely. And, yeah. and you can get it in any chemist. And it's really nice. And yeah. it's also a bit tingly. Oh, I've just taken notes. Very nice. Very exciting. Jet's chai time. Yes. That's it's lovely, nice isn't it? Yeah. I really love this product. And I like it. And also, I, I like the, the what the brand stands for. Yeah. It's so nice. Just oh, it do does that. look good on. Mm. Yeah, it's it very looks, nice. It's such a nice texture and it is mm. and it is just perfect. There's one summer where I wore the peach one of that exclusively yeah. and everyone would ask me what it was and was yeah. delighted that it was about four pounds or yeah. five pounds or whatever Everyone, when yeah. I wear this, they go, ooh. Yeah, it's very nice. It's very nice. What do they say? I have a lot of conversations like that, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I love makeup so much. You've got one more product. I've got one more, but, you know, I wasn't sure of how relevant this would be, but I I think it's worth mentioning. A very good liquid liner does a lot of work for you in making your eyes stand out. This is Vive Power Ink Liner, and if you just... Put the nib on your hand, you'll feel how soft and silky this is this it is. brand, Vive, that I've Vive. heard of. So, so influencer old. Genevieve, can't remember what her surname is, very, very, put a lot of thought and energy oh, into her brand. Oh, Genevieve, think Exactly. Yes. And it's, it's a oh, beautiful eyeliner. Nice. And it's yes. just very strong colour, not shiny, not too matte. Are you enjoying your tingly lips? Uh, yes, I am. Very excited about my tingly lips. 
I look terrible with a, a liquid eyeliner. I bet you don't. Oh, yes. Do I you do. mean a big <laughs> wing? Do you mean a big wing, Scarcity? Yes. You don't yeah. have to do it as a wing. But I you don't. don't. No, I don't do just, it as a wing. Just do it as a normal eyeliner. It's difficult to put mm. underneath your eye, maybe. A no, 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 no. You look like Michael Jackson <laughs> yes, if you do exactly. that. Don't no do that. No, 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 no. But no. on top of the eye, to, uh, to run along the lash line, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And that one, you can really just lean it on your lashes and the weight of your lashes holds it up and then mm. you just get this very subtle line and it, o- it only enhances your eyes. It doesn't look scary. Imogen, because her lashes are so long and so <laughs> thick. As, we, as we've mentioned, I think already. Good, amazing. Long, long lashes. lashes. Amazing lashes. But that yeah. colour looks really pretty on you. It's really lifted you. Can I look look at yourself? In no, the no, don't do that now. No, no, look. The, no. Light, the lighting in here is not... Still like an egg. No, you don't look like an egg anymore. The blush looks really good. The blush looks like an egg with lipstick on. No, no. Don't look like an egg with lipstick. That's great. No, but the, the, the blush is lovely. Oh, it good. Is lovely. Oh, yes. Well, I'll see. I'd like to see it. Oh, you're so stubborn. Of... She's so stubborn. I think for people, though, who like to look tanned, actually, a blush enhances that tanned look because it looks like you've been on a beach and you've got natural flush oh. as well. It doesn't mm. take away from the bronze, it just sort of adds an element. Thank you. There we go. Well, there you go. I've actually taken notes. That was very, I've very I've taken very... notes and I've got a handful of yes, stuff. I know. Which is always good. Thank you. Madam. Thank you that for was having brilliant. me. What's your Instagram? My Instagram. I'm going to follow you on Instagram. Instagram is at Madeleine Loves This. Brilliant. That was Beauty Expert and host of the Beauty Full Lives podcast, Madeleine Spencer. We will put the links in the show notes. If you enjoy listening to The Half Hour, why not visit mailplus.co.uk slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, video, opinion pieces and more. If you want to get in touch, tweet us at mailplus, me at Westminster Wag or Imogen at Imogen EJ. You have been listening to The Female Half Hour with me, Sarah Vine and Imogen Edmund-Jones. Thank you very much for listening. Listener.